in Benjamin. Joseph's mother, in the process of birthing, his brother died. So here, Joseph, faced with a polygamous home situation, a motherless boy, yet grace still reached out to him. Joseph was faced with the responsibility of taking care of his brothers. In, in chapter 37, verse 2, Joseph was hated by his brothers for standing on the grounds of righteousness, for deciding to live right, for deciding to act right. They hated him. They hated him. And someone you're here this morning and you're probably hated for the same reason. Grace is bringing you out. In, 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 in verse 28, his brothers came up against him with a strategy and they conspired to deal with him. Since we can't kill him, let's do something that will make him uh, feel bad, feel terrible. And make him ask himself, why am I in this family? And, and understand this. This message today is a prelude to next Sunday's sermon. Next Sunday is going to be amazing. Next Sunday, I'll be speaking of youth oppression. Uh, I won't be able to next Sunday. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, Joseph got into the pit. Got out of the pit. Somebody say glory to God. Now I can see life clearly. I'm out of the pit. But just as he was leaving the pit, he began to sleep. And, uh, well, did they sleep? At least I have a place to stay. I have a place to lay my head. And as if that was not bad enough, the next thing he was falsely accused and thrown into prison. But guess what? In chapter 39, verse 2, God gave him grace for promotion. Even in the place of slavery, he became promoted. There is good in the evil. There is good in the evil. That disappointment is an appointment with greatness. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? Uh, you, you feel bad. You're going through some stuff now. You're like, God, where are you? He is right there, even in the evil. Is somebody hearing me? Uh, God gave him promotion, even in the slave condition. God gave him promotion, even in prison. And so it doesn't matter where people seem to have kept you. You know, you, you can't seem to go past a certain position in their mind before their eyes. God is going to promote you. As a matter of fact, if your amen can be better, God has promoted you. In chapter 7, chapter 37, verse 5 to 9, God gave him a vision of the future. In chapter 41, verse 39, God gave him wisdom for successful living. Now look at it. Even in the midst of evil, God was still giving him, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If only you can trust God, things will begin to answer to you. I didn't say things will begin to work for you. Things will begin to answer to you. That means that you don't beg for them no more. They naturally do what? They answer to you. The Bible speaking in Acts chapter 7 verse 10 that God gave him favor 
grace. Some of you here, in this season, you will step into places that normally your legs will not enter. You begin to interact on certain levels and you ask yourself, ah, is this me? Is this me? Because you know why? God is going to reveal visions of the future to you. Visions of the future for you, to you. Visions that will bring about breakthroughs. Is somebody understand what I'm saying? Pharaoh had a dream. Pharaoh had a dream. But it was one man that had one solution. That means that if God wants to turn everything about your life around, he doesn't need to. Somebody get ready for this one. This week, you are receiving one idea that will open several doors for you. Yeah. That amen can be louder. Yeah. Guess what? Everything he thought he had lost. How many of you here you've ever said this thing? Time is not on my side. Huh? Don't be afraid. You've ever said it. Did he, did he come tell you He said, look, time is running out for me. Everything Joseph lost. He lost his freedom. Throughout his teenage years, throughout his early 20s, early 20s, everybody is trying to plan their life. My dad was thinking of how we get out of prison, how we get out of slavery. That means that there was no actual plan. But God was cooking up something for him in the future. And God looked at him and said, at the age 30, you have to become great. So everything that he had lost, that would have been a build up to the age 30, at the age 30, God gave him everything at once. Unimaginable breakthrough. In Genesis 41, 39 to 44, the Bible says that God gave Joseph wealth. How many of you here, you're waiting till you're 60 before you become wealthy? Anyone? 60. 55. 50. Somebody, the first part of your life was miserable. The first part of your life, you live with fighting pressures. God is giving you a blessing that will take care of the next thing. I thought that amen would be better. At the age 30, he began to roll with men who were not even his age mates. They saw all wise men, Pharaoh, the king. He began to talk with them. 
I, I, I perceived that he was even the youngest. He was the greatest. Imagine this. The way you are now, you just wake up. I, I need to go see the president. Uh, there are some things I need to discuss with him. Some national issues. Does it make sense?
people will still say, ah, thank God she was in my generation. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? The Israelites have not gone into slavery, full-fledged slavery. But Joseph was already telling them, when you leave this place, make sure you take my body. That means that he knew a day of deliverance will come. I may not be here, but it will surely come. Today is your day of deliverance. Amen. Whatever the enemy had held you back with, today is your day of deliverance in the name of Jesus. Now, what were the secrets of Joseph? Number one, Genesis chapter 39, verse 2. Put it up quickly. Verse 2 and verse 21. Joseph had a passion for the presence of God. Joseph had a passion for the presence of God. If you are passionate about God's presence, there is no devil that can deny your portion. So the presence you desire determines the portion you will be given. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? The presence you desire determines the portion that you will be given. It is not, you know, grace is not fair. Favor is equally not fair. If your sister or your mother is the one sharing food in a party, you know that party is your love. The red one. The very red one. Do you think she will tell them to skip your table? Huh? She won't. If she serves everybody else, she will reserve the other and say, take this to my child. So the presence you desire, the presence you clamor for, determines the portion you will receive. You know one thing that happens in the political sphere? Now, who they see pass or campaign? Then they give appointment to Talk to me now. Talk to me like I'm crazy. If you are contesting for president, and I'm running around making sure I'm mobilizing, go to one one west, go to Esako Center, go to Oreto, I'm running around. Eventually, you win. You put me to the side. Yeah. I will see the base of your feet. Are you understanding me? The presence you desire determines the portion you receive. The psalmist will say, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of God. He was excited, he was happy. Nothing made him more excited than being in the presence of God. Why will God not forgive you? Meanwhile, the one that he came into the company of prophets and prophesied, thus say the Lord, is the one arguing with God. For you to enjoy. Exceeding grace, you must be passionate about God. Why? Because the presence of God is the key to rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will do what? I will do what? I will do what? Did he say I will give you money? Did he say I will pay your school fees? He said what? I will give you rest. 
so that I can go and execute those things you need to execute Oh, child of God, if you desire the sincere presence of God, you don't have anything to warrant. You don't. Number two, important, you have to have the fear of God. Someone say the fear of God. Not be afraid of God, but to have reverential respect for God. The, the reason why many of us think that God is angry with us is because we are afraid of God. Not talking about you being afraid of God now. I'm talking about you having respect for God because the fear of God will attract grace upon your life. Because where the fear of God is, evil is not comfortable there. Somebody hear what I'm saying? Number three, you need to have interest in the welfare of others. Don't have the my mind ministry. Look at the neighbor say, neighbor, don't have the my mind ministry. What is the my mind ministry? It's all about you. Somebody else might be hurting and be dying, but you really don't care. It's, if you're okay, then everybody should be okay. It's not about you. Nowadays, they call it what? Self, self-care, self-love. I gotta love me first. The Bible says in John 3 16, for God so huh? Not himself. Not his kingdom. He so loved you that even when you were not born, Christ died for you. Somebody saying, oh, I can't forgive. Oh, that way he doesn't want to do to me. Oh, to my eyes, I'm hurt. Get off that hurt. Number four, you need to have the heart of servanthood. For you to lead, you must first serve. Somebody hear what I just said? For you to lead, you must first do what? Serve. Because the heart of servanthood comes with humility. And humility will attract the grace of God. Blessed are the meek. The Bible was talking about Moses. It said, amongst all men, Moses was the leader. The Moses that did not enter the promised land. For he was meek. That's why God had to preserve him. God had to preserve him himself. Number five, and I close with this, the heart of forgiveness. Look at the person sitting by you. Just take a good stare at them. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them. If they have ever annoyed you, just look at them. Just look at them. If I've ever annoyed you, just look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm the same. Or maybe there's someone in the house that's in what is a constant annoying element with you. Look at them now. 
Are you okay? I'm fine. Is everything all right? It's all fine. But a seed has to stay. Forgive. I know she has not offended you, but forgive right now. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Thank you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Look. One of my secrets, I'll tell, I'll share with you because it will benefit you. I learned to forgive people in advance. I know as humans we have the tendency to be very senior and stupid. I will come back after we have done everything. You know, it's not that guy. So I save myself the stress of being bitter. And I, I just, moments we come, when I forgive him everything. That's why now I can't suffer heartbreak. You break my heart, oh, you're wasting your time. You say, oh, Rev, I'm leaving this church. God bless you. We love you. We'll be praying for you. Feel free to come back anytime you like. I want to say, I can't suffer heartbreak. My heart is like a. It's not stone, it's not your heart. It's like, I don't know what the, you squeeze it, if you squeeze, you leave it, it will come back out. I can't. I can't. I love you, I pray for you. But to say I'm bitter, didn't ask God to, oh no, not to know. But I let that issue go a long time ago. Just imagine Christ on the cross. And he's looking at me and saying, ah, ah, ah. You will not believe it. <laughs> you know, you know the, the most painful one? The one that pierced his side. Now he has resurrected. Instead of him going to meet the disciples, because you know now he is glorified. So he does not need to come to the door. So he enters their house and stands over the looking at them like this. What they are saying. But in the midst of all that pain and disappointment, you know, he was so disappointed that out of all the 5,000, not even one person said, Leave him. Huh? So that means you have the tendency to eat your food and spit it into your hands. Ah, you know, it's, it's not easy to cook food. That's why some of you, when they eat your food and they break your hand, you say, Ah, I became what so. After everything I have done, spaghetti is now 500. And he likes eating spaghetti. How much is coffee like? You don't have that much. Six months? Three, five. So we eat the coffee, we leave all the meat for the bowl. You won't even say thank you. Jesus was quite disappointed. But he, he will stand there and look at all of them and say, Father, forgive them. For they know not what happened. So even now, that you come to church on Sunday, but on Friday, you have spoken this chair. 
is the end of it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And I declare, declare over everyone that the grace for protection rests upon you. Amen. Safety is your portion in the name of Jesus. Every satanic agenda against your life, against your family, every agenda of the enemy against you to bring you down, to weigh you down, to press you to the ground, I decree today you are free in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I pray over your children, they shall not live in vain. Amen. They shall not live in vain. Amen. They shall enjoy the fruits of their labor. Amen. They shall enjoy the fruits of their labor. Amen. And Lord God, the tears in their eyes, the song of mourning is turned around to the song of joy. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we walk in your grace. We walk in the grace of divine abundance. We give you praise and glory. We thank you, Father, because the doors of favor are open unto us in pleasant places. Father, I thank you. This week, someone shall receive favorable news. Favorable news. I hear that in my spirit. Favorable news. In the name of Jesus, nothing will tamper with your testimony. Nothing will tamper with your testimony. We give you praise and glory, O oh God, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. Clap those hands if you brought them to church. Yeah. Hallelujah. All tithers, please stretch up to this altar. You tithe in this house or you tithe if you're visiting us.